When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home for the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout and now co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan. And we are joined by the the award-winning training camp videographer, John Mashota, who covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Athletic, you can follow him on Twitter at John Mashota. John, before we get into anything related to football, I do got to ask, like, where where do you get that eye for shooting video, or or do you, are you anticipatory, or are you just like going like ah, I I get a feeling the actions come this way because it always drives me insane that John is in the exact right spot, and I usually get a bad feeling when John's in one spot and the rest of us are somewhere else. It's like oh crap, he knows something we don't know. Well, I think the truth on that and my writing and everything involved is that uh, I'm not like your typical <laughs> like capital J journo. Like I didn't get into this business. I'm a sports fan. So a lot of the stuff I do, whether it's what I'm writing about or tweeting about or videos and stuff like that, I just tweet it from a perspective or write about it from a perspective of what a fan would, would like that what I would want to see or what I'd want to write about as a fan. And so in some spots, though, I will say with the Cowboys, it's probably got me in a bad spot, some of those training camp things. Cause I feel like over the years I haven't paid enough attention to the defense. Cause I'm like, what am I going to go over there and shoot Jeremy Mency doing this when I can get Des Moss and some second string DB um, because I feel like, well, that's what I want to see as a fan, you know? So, uh, but the Cowboys, they're making it tough on me these last couple of years, you know, Dan Quinn and the boys are making it tough. I mean, I'm starting to have to go over to the other side of the field. So what you're saying is, is we, me, Brian, other people, we don't care about the fans when we watch defense. No, I think you do. It just you guys, I think you guys are hardcore football guys that want to talk about both sides of the ball. And I think I'm a little bit more attracted to whatever the shiny thing is at the time. <laughs> you know what? It, it's so funny you say that, John. It, you know, I think there's more people like you in the world than me and Bobby that just <laughs> like sports and love being in sports and, you know, that have a great passion for it. And, I know every year at training camp, it used to be like, you know, David Hellman was my teammate at DallasCowboys.com. And I always felt like David was always going to go follow David, follow David. And then it started where I was like, I got on David, like I was busting. I'm like, Hellman, why does Mishota's clips always look better than yours? And he's like, yeah, I noticed that, man. I, I noticed that about him. He's always. And so then what I've started to do is I just now automatically say, Hey, if you want the best cowboy videos or pictures, follow John Rashoda, follow David Hellman. And it and it's funny, they they shoot like right behind each other on Twitter. And it's like you get two kind of great looks, but but John, don't sell yourself short. You do a great job of of covering the athletic. You do a, I mean, a tremendous job. Your questions I've always found really, really good in press conferences. You know, th- those are the things, you know, you talk about just being a fan. But in real life, though, you do a great, great job of of getting to the story and getting the opinions of those of those who who are part of the story. So I, I, I don't ever sell yourself short on that. 
I try not to, but I just am around. I mean, you know how it is with the Cowboys. You're, you have some of the best of the best in the business yeah. cut that cover the Cowboys. So you always see other things that other people do and you, you know, you second guess yourself and man, maybe I need to be writing more like that. Yeah. Maybe I need to do this stuff, you know, but I have found that there is enough, there's a niche I feel like for everyone on this beat. So I don't know. I just try and just stay true to what I like to do, I guess. Okay. Well, let, let's start off this on the beat. Then when you're looking at it, are you surprised about the way that Cooper rush has played this year from what you saw in training camp, from what you've seen Cooper rush throughout your career, are you surprised that he's having the success that he is right now? Or are they just, or they, everything the Cowboys doing kind of just coming up uh, aces for him right now? So I knew a little bit about Cooper before he came to the Cowboys because being from Michigan, uh, my brother and his wife both went to central Michigan. So I've known a little bit about Cooper just from that, um, you know, them just being central Michigan football fans, but I never thought that he would come to the Cowboys and be anything more than, you know, just a solid backup that he would come in if he needed to on a series here or there. I did not think he would win multiple games. I did not think he would win that game last year in Minnesota. That was the real eye opener for me. It is because, you know, AT&T Stadium, I'll put up against any stadium in sports. It's phenomenal. But I love in Minnesota how it's an open press box. So you really get to feel the right. sound and the crowd and that Sunday night game and just how crazy that building was. Because that's the thing, like Cowboys fans take for granted that well, I shouldn't say take for granted, but they know that they're going to get a ton of primetime games. When you're the Minnesota Vikings, you're not getting those. And so to get that game and how well Minnesota came out of that game, in, in, the, in the start and for Cooper to answer the way that he did there and some of the big throws, obviously the, you know, the fade this to uh, Amari was, you know, on next level. But so I'm thinking, okay, he's pretty solid, but then you go into training camp and you just got the feeling that Will Greer was, was closing in and that if it was just close, they're going to give it to rush because they've already seen that he can win a game in a big moment against a good opponent on the road. Uh, but then, you know, Greer got that groin injury and he just wasn't able to kind of take it to the next level. With that being said, though, I mean, from everything Mike McCarthy's told us behind the scenes, like Will Greer has really picked things up. They feel really good about him, but I did not think Rush would come in here and win three in a row. There's just no way. With how bad that Tampa Bay made the Cowboys look in so many different areas, I thought when Dak went down, they'd be happy to get three wins if Dak missed the next six games, you know? So to win these next three in a row, I know the Washington, I'll be the first to tell you that Washington and New York are not great. They haven't been great for the majority of time. I've covered the Cowboys. I don't get a sense of a rivalry when I cover those games. Uh, but I do feel that way a hundred percent when it comes to the Eagles. So we'll see who's starting at quarterback when that happens. But from what Cooper Rush has done up to this point, yeah, no, I, not, there's no way you could have expected this. Cooper Rush didn't expect this. <laughs> I started chuckling when Brian asked the question. He's like, did you see this coming? Because I, I immediately had the flashback to training camp. And I know Brian and I have talked about it before. John, I don't know if uh, you saw it. You remember back in training camp on that one, screen, like seven on seven or something, and, and Cooper Rush threw the ball away, and he threw it about 25 feet in the air and almost hit Jerry in his tower. That was the moment where I was like, this guy is never touching the football field again. He will never play in a regular season game again. And then here he is, three wins in a row. And, and how much do you think – how much credit does Cooper Rush get for this run, do you think? I mean, is this any similar, you think, if Will Greer wins the job? Do you think we're still looking at three wins here, or, or do you think Cooper Rush has made a difference? I don't think we're looking at three wins. I'll tell you, the, the thing that Will Greer uh, – he's he's – 
he's great for training camp and he'd be great in these games for fans because he's going to do a lot of stuff that wow you, but he also will give you that chance to, to turn the ball over. You know, I mean, Bobby, we've argued before, you know, I'm a huge Matthew Stafford fan and he, Matthew Stafford throws tons of balls that you're just like, Matthew, what are we doing here? But he also, because he can make a lot of them. (laughs) No, definitely not. But we're going to see this Sunday. Um, (laughs) But no, uh, I just think that Cooper, the thing is that you're not going to be able to see in training camp, that you're not going to be able to see um, in preseason games is that, and what's impressed me the most is Ben, when the opponent has answered and taken the lead and the way he's responded to that, that's that, I mean, you could call him a game manager, say whatever you want. The way he has responded in those moments against other NFL teams, I don't, you know, question the opponents all you want. It's been impressive and he's done it multiple times. And so because of that, uh, I, I would say that for the three game winning streak they're on right now, I would give him 35% of the credit. Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff get another, I'll give them 15 to 20 and then 45 to 50 somewhere in there is that it, the rest of it is on the defense. Let me ask you this. So, okay. If you had to power rank the the different position groups, I mean, not all of, I mean, just saying, okay, offense, defense, special teams, is it defense, special teams and offense right now of how you would rank how they're winning football games right now? It's clearly defense is so much ahead of everything else. Um, I'm still going to give it the offense second. The special teams, I would I would put them – obviously, Maher has been way, way beyond what we thought. I mean, you could make the argument that first day of training camp, the Cooper Rush aside, the two biggest surprises have been Maher and that how well Tyler Smith has played at left tackle. Sure. Two things that we – when we, we're landing in, in California, we're not expecting those things to happen. Wow. So uh, Maher has, has totally supr- shocked me. Um but I would put def- I mean, I would put special team second if Cavante Turpin would have had a touchdown return so far, and yeah. that hasn't happened. I do think he's going to get one, um, but because he hasn't, I still I'm going to put the offense second. And and for as good as there's been good things that they've done in the passing game, one of the best things they've done is just not turn the ball over. Yeah, they they ran the ball for two yards a carry and won a yeah. football game yesterday. <laughs> right. You know, I mean that yeah. or, you know that to me is amazing in itself. And we talked about special teams, but you had a 22-yard punt from Brian Anger, and they get the ball in the 28, and they don't the, – the, the, the commanders don't score. I mean, is this defense, John – and, again, you're from up, you know, up in Michigan, though, but does this defense remind you of, like, you know, we've seen, like, the Ravens' old defense, the Bears' old defense – are we going down that path with this defense or do they just give up too many yards rushing here early to make you think that they're a dominant defense? Well, so comparing it to defenses that I watched, uh, you know, growing up in the Detroit area at the time, it does. I, there are some similarities I feel like with the Brian Urlacher bears defenses where you just knew even with Rex Grossman as quarterback, man, this team's going to win a lot of games and they're going to win games even in the postseason because the defense is that good. As long as Grossman doesn't make any huge mix- mistakes, obviously Devin Hester was a huge part of that and, and what he was able to do on special teams. But I just, I, I need to see it against good teams and big moments for me to put it in that, you know, Ravens or even some of those Buccaneers. Then certainly the Dan Quinn defenses in Seattle, you know, talking Dan Quinn was, we got, a, he was in media availability today and, he was asked about those 
you know, when you know a defense is like really special. And he talked about there were just times in Seattle where you saw some wild moments from, he said specifically from Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, where you just knew. He said he hasn't seen that yet from this defense, but you just feel like with the guys they have there, and then when you get a J. Ron Curse back, it has the chance to be very, very special. There, there's no question about that. You know, we, we've all been talking, Brian and I talked about this on the post game a little bit. I was talking about it on, on Sean and RJ, the morning show on 105 through the fan. Um, even though the, 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 you know, turnovers, <clears throat> Trayvon Diggs hasn't been the, the big ball hawk so far this year that he was early last season. But I think like, like he is a discernibly better football player, I think, through four weeks of the season. I, I, I look at Trayvon Diggs and it's like, okay, we're, we're seeing growth in, in, you know, making plays in space and just, you know, playing coverage, not necessarily just always going for the ball. To me, I, I think we're seeing Trayvon Diggs really elevate himself up to like, this is a legit potential shutdown corner. Absolutely. The only weakness I see in Trayvon Diggs's game is that a really good team with a perimeter run game can run some stuff at him because yep. he's not going to be a guy that's going to sell out to make the big tackles. You know, and you know, when you say things like that, and especially you're covering the Cowboys, people are going to talk about Deion Sanders. That's the only area of his game where you're like, yeah, that's probably not on, a, on an elite level, but everything else tracking the ball. I mean, you watch how that whole play went down right before half. And you, if, if, if everybody was wearing the same Jersey on both teams, you would have thought, that Carson Wentz was throwing a deep ball to Trayvon Diggs, the way he tracked it in the air. And, and here's, here's the other thing, you know, we go back to, I mentioned the Stafford throwing picks earlier and things like that. And obviously Car I mean, Cooper uh, rush had a couple of balls that could have been intercepted on Sunday, but a lot of these balls don't get picked off because most DBs can't catch and Trayvon Diggs catches on an offensive level. And sure. so there's just so few guys that can do that. And then with his athleticism on top of it, yeah, it's there's, I mean, there isn't a Sunday, Monday, whatever, when they're playing that, I don't think to myself, I can't believe this guy fell to the second round. Will we ever get the package I want? Will we ever see a package that has Micah Parsons in the backfield and Trayvon Diggs at receiver? <laughs> even if it's like a, even if it's just like to screw with the defense, because I think that would be, I think everybody would be pumped for that. When Kellen Moore was asked today about, you know, how he's been working different like Farniak and guys at fullback. He was asked, "Is it, who's been who's been bugging you the most to uh, you know maybe get a snap or whatever?" And he's like, "Micah, Micah wants to get in, but he wants a handoff. He doesn't want to block for anybody. He wants the ball. He obviously was a running back, he was a running back, uh, yeah, in high school. So it, it makes sense there. Um, but I just I still think that Trayvon in a, in a wide receiver position for a couple of plays makes makes the most sense, you know." Um, yeah, it would be fun to see either one of those two because they're certainly athletically gifted enough to make a, a play that would would certainly be a highlight for whatever game or, and for the NFL that week. But I would like to see Trayvon at receiver probably a little bit more. John, I, I've I've been on record calling Mike McCarthy lazy, <laughs> at times disinterested. Uh, you know, I feel like that I owe him an apology at least since this injury to Dak Prescott. I feel like that he has taken more of a, okay, if I'm going to lose my job because this backup quarterback or this offensive coordinator doesn't help me along, that then I need to take more ownership. Is this one of those times where am I right about that? Because I did. I admit it. I've called him lazy, disinterested, absentee, whatever you want to call him about a head coach. I've called him that. And but I, I feel like I owe him a, an apology because he has I feel like he stepped up and been 
a better coach when it comes to managing his coaching staff and though managing the team through this Dak Prescott injury. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's just sports in general where, you know, aside from like the goats, like a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan, where you're not going to really find any faults with someone like Mike McCarthy, a lot of things that the criticism that he took, especially early on 2020 was not a great coaching job. To me, the worst decision he's made as Cowboys head coach was hiring Mike Nolan at his DC. I think that was a huge mistake. Um, And then there's obviously been the game management issues. So just because those can be true and he can still be doing a good job today. You know, it doesn't have to be, Oh, I was wrong on this. And this is really, I mean, there are reasons why he had criticism before. I just believe that when someone does something the right way, then they deserve credit for it. And he certainly deserves it right now because of the fact that he was able to keep this, you know, right the ship. Like Jerry said yesterday, he was able to uh, keep things headed in the right direction where let's be honest, whether Dak gets hurt or not, just coming out of week one, did not look like a very good football team. Now you get Gallup back. And I also think week one, part of that is some rust from not playing most of your starters in the preseason. That's just going to be natural. And I completely agree with him not playing them in the preseason 17 game season. I'm not wasting guys getting hurt. Seeing Neville Gallimore get hurt last year in the preseason. Like me, like Clarence loves to say this line and, and I love it too. And I, and I know he did. It's not his line to get it from somebody else, but for who, for what, why are, what are we doing here? Makes no sense. So I love his idea on that. And I love the way he is very cautious with injured players. Doesn't try to bring them back too soon, uh, which obviously factors into this week with the idea that some believe that Dak could come back. Uh, and, and, and just his track record doesn't say that that would probably happen. So, yeah. Hey, I, I don't think that you're completely wrong, Brian. There's certainly things he, he has not been an outstanding coach the entire time he's been here. But what he's been doing lately, he deserves a lot of credit for it. Yeah. I think you have to be fair. I right. think you have to be fair about, you know, how he's taken the approach. And you're absolutely right, because if you talk to people within the organization about how he treats the players and the medical stuff, they will tell you to a man, to a lady there, that he has done a great job of managing the team and when it comes to injuries and not trying to push the envelope like we've seen coaches in the past do to get hurt guys back quicker than they're, than they're ready for. You know what he reminds me a lot of? I, I, t- I tell my brother this a lot because he used to be in college basketball coaching. He reminds me a lot of what Duke and Kentucky have done where they've become these player-first programs, and that's why that Duke and Kentucky get all the one-and-done guys. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy would do a great job as a recruiter because I think there's a lot of people that would want to play for him because he is a player's-first coach, and right. – uh, and he takes care of his guys. So yeah, there's no question that, that that's, that's a value that not every coach is going to be like that. Well, uh, before we, we let you go, John, I, I'm going to see, have to see if Brian knows the answer, Brian, you know, where, where the, you know, who's the origin of the, for who, for what quote, don't you? I bet you do. No, I don't. Oh, Ricky waters, 1995 in Philadelphia. Oh, you're right. It's it is. Philadelphia. It, is. it was okay. a Ricky waters quote in a press conference where they asked him why he didn't make a tackle or that's something. Tackle. For who? For what? Yes. I was in Philly. I was in Philly in 98. So I got a little bit of Ricky and they Charlie, still- Gar- Charlie Garner. I mean, you talk about some crazy dudes on a football team. We were doing a lot of that, but yeah. For who, Honestly, for that quote, that one. And then uh T.O. saying, I love me. Some me are probably two of my favorite sports quotes. Love them. Chef's kiss. John Machota from the athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at John Machota. John, we appreciate you, man. Hey guys. I appreciate you guys having me on.